Hi, I'm Stephen Crafty. I'm here at RMIT University in Melbourne and I'm presenting Talking Design. I'm here with a very talented and also a very modest architect. He's just telling me his background and I'm thinking, why didn't you tell me that before? Um, it's Jeff Croker. He's principal with FJMT Architects, an award-winning practice in Melbourne, Sydney and... And London. And London. And um, Jeff was telling me just before we went on... On air, that um, he's also he's studied for four years at RMIT University, but also um, was one of twenty selected. Oh, and he was one of twenty selected for the um, school at Harvard. Yes, that's right. I, I was lucky enough to uh, gain entrance into the Graduate School of Design, um, a two-year program in in uh, Masters of Architecture and Urban Design. Which was fantastic. It's life changing. Why? How's it life changing? Well, it was. It's a very international school, and uh, you were working, studying with. It was mid-career, so I was lucky enough to study with a whole lot of very energetic architects from Japan, Germany, Europe, uh, South America, and uh, and teachers. Who teachers were. Oh, Rem Coolhouse was the dean at the time. Yeah. Um, they had Herzog de Muir. Um, Vinoli, they had some fantastic uh, people teaching. Uh, they would come through the school, uh, Marky, you name it. So it was a fantastic uh, environment to, uh, to really uh, throw oneself into architecture. And also the great thing about it, you weren't burdened with some of the realities of you know, budget work. and work. <laughs> so, so having worked for a few years, for me it, yeah. was, it was like a shot of adrenaline. It was fantastic. It's amazing because it is quite an achievement, and um, and you did your masters there. Uh, I was going to ask you: you've become FJMT uh, has really become quite uh, well known for its civic work, large civic projects right yeah. around Australia. Yeah. Um, and every time I've interviewed you for a project, it's been a large civic project. Yeah. What is it about civic work? I mean, you've just done this amazing project in Casey. Yes. Uh, what is it about civic work that interests the practice generally? Well, the practice has, has had a long history of working in the public realm and, uh, and in, in civic buildings. And uh, we really enjoy them because they are uh, projects which can make a great significant change to a community. So you spend a lot of time with community groups, stakeholder engagement, whether they're libraries or art galleries or civic centres or theatres, um, they can really transform how a community works and, and, and enjoy the buildings. Jeff, you often work in pretty difficult areas. So, you know, it's very easy to design the most beautiful building in, set in rolling hills. But look, let's look at the latest project, which is really quite extraordinary. Uh, it's in the city of Casey. Yeah. It's... Uh, Next to Fountain Gate Shopping Centre, yeah, um, it's not exactly you know rolling hills. No, it's uh, very much uh, in one of the highest growth areas in Victoria. In fact, um, it was as you mentioned, uh, surrounded by a freeway and a highway, and the second second or third largest shopping centre in Australia. So the site was uh, it was challenging, but equally so. Once we really dug into it a little more and thought through it. Um, it's uh, been highly successful. Now, it's named after a mythical eagle in the indigenous culture. That's right. It's, 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 um, originally, the project started as a Casey Cultural Precinct, but during the design process, the city of Casey ran a competition with the community, and uh, the project was designed around 
lots of kind of design ideas. And one of them was Bunjil, which is a mythical um, indigenous um, eagle. Uh, it's quite a, a, a creative and caring um, uh, totem, and uh, it's important to the indigenous groups that we worked closely with through the design process. So that the mythical eagle was the starting point for this design? Yes, it was one of the ideas that we worked through. Uh, because if you go down there, and I suggest you do, um, just next to Fountain Gate Shopping mm. Centre, mm. it's... It really is kind of branched out like an eagle, the wings, yeah. but not in a literal sense, in no. a very contemporary way. Yeah, very contemporary, and they're really sheltering. Um, a, we, we were very keen to have a, a building which was uh, embraces the community, that faces north, and there's a set of wings that, that uh, cover and connect all of the functional spaces within the, within the building, the gallery, the library, So the there's studio. the gallery, the library... Yeah, there's uh, a, municipal offices for Casey. Yeah, there's a civic centre, there's a function space, there's a 700 or 800 seat theatre, a black box theatre, a contemporary art gallery, which is designed to NGV standards, and a library. Um, and then there's a cafe and back of house and all the yeah. supporting material behind it. So it's it. mammoth, mammoth, really. Yeah, it's, it's a very large project and, uh, you know, a very innovative space. You were telling me, Jeff, that the undercroft of the building, the lovely webbing mm. made of glue lamb beams, is yeah. almost like the undercroft of the bird yeah, landing within this foyer. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a structural element within the building, and it's basically uh, laminated timber, glue lamb timber, which is uh, shaped to form a very beautiful space, really, which... Uh, uh, just kisses the ground and then it shapes up to form the ceiling and flows into the theatre itself as well. You were saying that it's probably the largest use, the, the greatest amount of glue lamb beams in the southern hemisphere. Is that correct? Well, you know, you think it is. We think you never know. There's always someone that's got. You say something like that, and someone else is doing one larger. But it, yeah. it's certainly very significant, and uh, it's uh, you know it's a very imposing, but uh, I like to think beautiful space. It's actually very, when you walk in, it's very curvaceous. The, there's a series of um, uh, levels that all kind of wrap around this, these glue lamb beams or the feet of the bird, if you like, for an analogy. Um, so it's very fluid inside, um, almost like ribbons, which are kind of almost path-like. Yes, the ribbons, are, there's sort of two themes, I guess, we were exploring. One was this, this sort of sheltered wings, and the second was this series of ribbons, which tie all the spaces together. Um, and the idea both externally blends uh, seamlessly internally, tying the library to the gallery, to the theatre, to the f function space, etc. So you're in the building, you feel as though you're, you're in an embracing uh, singular space, but equally, uh, um, you know, quite a beautiful space, white ribbons which tie through the, through the whole form. And that was inspired by a painting. Yeah, we, had, we, we looked at um, several things, but one of them was... Um, uh, an indigenous artist painting, which which had a series of pathways, uh, which Nara Warren is uh, basically uh, its indigenous name is is uh, meeting place, and we utilise that as an idea to perhaps bring into the building itself. Um, it's look it it looks quite effortless to be able to bring say six or seven different uses into the one building uh, gallery <laughs> black box yes. theatre. You know, eight hundred seat. What are the challenges for a firm when they get presented with this brief, or even you know, it's quite complex. It's, it's a, a very, very complex building, and, and in some ways, 
each of those buildings, the library itself could have been a commission by itself, the theatre itself, the studio. I mean, they're all significant, large functional spaces and to tie all of them together or six or seven of them together and then have uh, a backer house which is seamless uh has been you know quite a quite an amazing amount of work and they're really important to understand how the buildings function you need to have both a front of house and a secure backer house you need to understand how to bump you know loading docks in and out stage shows want to move quickly in unload get out of there you need to safely uh move materials behind the theatres at the same time have a warm welcoming foyer for people to move through and so really when you arrive it looks effortless Mm. as if everything's being taken care of yes the idea is you can walk into the foyer and it's a non-hierarchical space which is also very important for us so you can see the library or the gallery or the theatre or the civic centre from the foyer and easily distinguish and manoeuvre through the space it's it's this idea of all tied together by this beautiful form uh-huh. of ribbons. Yeah. What does a centre like this do to a community? Because before, they had a number of disparate uh, yes. uh, functions. You know, a yeah. swimming pool somewhere, and then yeah. you know, a library, somewhere. A library somewhere else. And it wasn't there wasn't really a focal point. How do you? How has it changed? Well, Nanny, Nanny Warren and that environment. Yeah. Well, the city of Casey, it's it's a, a, a amalgamation of several councils, and it's a very large fast-growing area and this has really provided a new cultural heart Um, and it's lovely to go to the building and see you know mothers groups and young kids and elderly all utilizing the building in different ways on top of that there's a theater which is uh, you know can have world-class shows and a gallery which uh, can take touring shows as well as local shows internationally if if they if they wish they can it's designed to that standard so uh, they've already had material from the NGV uh, show at the at the uh, at the gallery, so it's it's a lovely thing to go to, and I think that it's totally offered a a whole new uh, cultural opportunity for uh, people that previously would have had to travel to Melbourne potentially. You've done a number of projects. Um, one of them was at Moe, equally a um, Jeff, a very difficult site. Yes. Uh, you tend to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't you, don't. you never get the rolling fields. You no. get the difficult highways. Yeah. You get the ones that are kind of like, what are you going to do? And this was an interesting one. It was near a, a rail a train, a train station. Train yeah. station that really hadn't yeah. become run down. Yeah, it was the sort of land between the city and the train station. Really, it's a linear site, and. Uh, the brief was for a library um, and a community centre, and basically in Murray, and Murray was uh, and it was the train line did divide the north and south side of the city, and the beauty about the site is that it it, it bridges bridges the two, and uh, it also has created a a lovely um, smaller scale but uh, cultural heart or civic heart for. Uh, for the people of Maui. You actually, what you did, you turned your back on the train, mm. so you've created a very mm. um, severe facade mm. to the south, which is the train station, mm. and then really you've created these quite um, heroic cantilevered forms to the north. Yeah, well, we had to deal with the, the acoustics of the train anyhow. So, although there are slot windows on the south, but predominantly the building is orientated to the north. It's a two-storey building, so we have a long, thin library on on the lower level and the yeah. meeting spaces and then we had these two uh, large cantilevered boxes which are the you know i guess in in uh, a reading room in, in a more traditional library and they're up on the north and they face uh towards uh, um uh the the mount borbore 
So, so the views are the views spe- are spectacular. Yeah. So and that was really you know we went on site. We th- initially thought, what are we going to do here? Yeah. But we sort of thought a little bit about it, and we looked around at the landscape, and it it really has worked out uh, very nicely. Now I don't want to embarrass embarrass you, but this won an award. Yeah, this was lucky the, enough. This one the won the Institute Award last year. Yeah, it won the the uh, Victorian Institute of Architects Urban Design Award, and then it won the National Award um, for Urban Design as well. So uh, it's been recognised um, uh, by by our peers, which is nice. But the biggest, you know, our, our biggest re- buzz we always get is uh, the local community enjoying the building. And, How um, do you know when something doesn't quite work? I mean, there must be, even though you you hmm. you 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 know you're highly um, trained in this area there must be things that sometimes you have to adjust if they don't work you you thought people might use a space a certain way and then you find like oh it's not working so do you often or does it happen that you get called in and say look Jeff it's beautiful design it really it makes an impact visually but we're finding people aren't using that space can you rework it does that happen uh look i'm I'm sure it does happen but to you we we work well we do we work very hard during the design process we probably spend more time than a lot of firms doing stakeholder engagement working with user groups right through the design process and both external community groups and internal uh, staff or, or of these facilities. So you so, might have fifty stakeholders at the one. Sometimes time. we do, yeah, and we'll meet them say five, six times sometimes, and continuously through the process. So, look, we we, we obviously don't always get things right, but we try to minimise that. But that being said, uh, if things need to be redone or tweaked, mm-hmm. uh, we are delighted when our client asks back because they have faith in us. Hopefully to work with them to sort something out. The other thing, Jeff, is technology continually changes. Mm. These are long, mm. uh, have long periods of delivery. Yes. You know, it could be three, four, five years. Six years sometimes. Six years. Mm. So even the te- technology changes. Yes. Um, and so then they say, well, we don't want that technology anymore. That's six years old. We want something well, one thing we One thing we do try to do is to leave the actual specification and selection of... of Equipment, technical equipment, AV, IT, to the last, to the last moment. So we'll, we'll we'll go we'll we'll say it should be some sort of AV screen, but yeah. what that screen is, we don't know because in five years' time, as you've correctly said, uh, it'll probably be larger and cheaper, which is always good. Yes. And uh, so generally, that hap- that's how it works. We try and we pr- try so and you leave f- a space or a nook in the wall, yeah, and then fill that nook yeah. closer to time. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They are. Um, it's interesting because uh, you landscape design or urban design is very much part mm. of your background, mm. Mm. and you can see that in the Moe. Mm. You've got this roof garden mm. that is kind of integral to the design. It's yeah. explain. Yeah, well, the, we, we were keen to uh, create not only the build. We we wanted a building that was not only a building, but the, the space it sits as a practice. Um, we're always conscious of the external space, and we, we we try not to to differ between internal and external as far as energy and design quality. So Maui, uh, we wanted a north-facing courtyard. We knew that would be important, but we we're also keen to have a, a green space as well. We didn't have much room. Um, it was a green star building or an environmental building, so we we ended up with a green roof. So there's a landscape. Uh, Garden on the roof. Is that who was designed that? Uh, we worked with Taylor Cully on that one, mm-hmm. and um, uh, with Perry, 
yeah, and very the, lethal. That's great. And the ability to uh, watch the trains come around the bend through the valley is lovely from that roof. They have a jazz festival once a year, and they can use it for that as well. So it's a little urban park on the roof of the library, which is and nice. You, and you also did that with um, the KC Cultural Centre, Banyol. Yeah. You had that forecourt, which yes. is literally open to festivals, Correct. activities. Yeah. yeah, that's true. So it becomes like a park environment. Yeah, that's uh, very important to us. And again, the same situation, the ability for the community to utilise the space either internally or externally. And that's what they do. They have a stage. They have uh, uh, food vans on the weekend. They have, you know, there's a little fountain there. Kids run around, bean bags. It's uh, it's quite an active space. The last project I thought we we perhaps if we've got time is um, sale sale, which is an art gallery, yeah. and it was a brutalist building, which brutalism is getting stronger by the minute. Yeah, it was an interesting building. It was a, it was actually an office building. Um, down in Sale, and uh, it was uh, originally for I think for Esso or one of the petrol companies. Then the uh, the local government um, were utilising it for their office, and it had two large courtyards, uh, which were a little bit windswept and open to the sky, uh, very difficult spaces. So, what we did was uh, create a, a new roof over the two courtyards, uh, which then created a double height, triple height space for both gallery and library, um, and then we did an external landscape which connected to the river and opened up the uh, space to the general public which is really quite a nice thing to do. Uh, I mean your firm is very strong on sustainability. Yes. A lot of architects or some uh, correct me would say look it's it's an ugly you know mm. 60s 70s mm. building let's it's easy to start again mm -hmm. but that's not your take. No no definitely not We're, we are we are very uh, much about sustainability it's it's really part of the ethos of our practice. Has been for a very, very long time. Um, we were doing green buildings before there was green green buildings were really fashionable. But this particular building, where we uh, we were keen to uh, expose and and really celebrate the structure and the bones of the building. You know, it is a lovely proportioned space by a renowned architect, notable architect, uh, or not really. Uh, I can't tell you off the top of my head. I don't yeah. want to say the wrong thing. I think yeah. it was a Melbourne firm. Yeah, Hanson Youngkin, I think. Right. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, quite a quite a. Uh, as a lot of people said it's 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 a hard building to love when we first went there, but we actually did love it, mm -hmm. and uh, we thought, look, there's some great opportunities here. We just need to re to kind of reorientate it uh, from a, from an outward looking building to an inward looking building. When you're designing a gallery, because this is mm. an art gallery mm. specifically rather mm. than a cultural centre. Well, it does have a library as well. But oh, yes. okay, but. Yep. Generally, the, yes. there's a heavy emphasis on yes. the art. Yes. What are the things that go through your mind, apart from light and the quality of light, because you obviously want to protect yeah. the valuable paintings within? Yeah. Well, interestingly, one of the first things we're always trying to think about is, is the back of house, because you can the, uh, you won't get a Picasso or a touring show or you know any quality show unless there's a secure and safe way of bringing art in and out of the building. Oh. So... Obviously, the front of house is critical, and you know you've already mentioned about that yeah. quality of light, air, space. volume, space, acoustics. Oh, that's interesting. The quality of the floor, mm. hey, what what the space but feels like. If the like. security isn't but there, but if, the, if the logistics in the back of house don't work, then the front of house isn't going to have interesting shows to go through. So you need to weight them both and really understand how that works. Um, Jeff, look, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank um, you. I. I 
I wouldn't be surprised if I saw you on the podium uh, this year for your latest project at, at uh, Bunyol. I think it is quite extraordinary. It's uh, You know when you feel something's very, very strong. Yes. Uh, I think you're very consistent in terms of what the practice is doing. Yes. And, and it's really important that firms like yours actually mm. make a difference to people's lives, not just another inner city you know, cafe yeah, that well, we don't really need. Well, it's always a team, of course, and yeah. you know, I'm a member of a team of, of very talented architects. Um, and uh, but you know, we're de- we're delighted with Bundrel, and, and we know that it's already making a difference to the community. Whether it wins an award or not, we'll see. But uh, well, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, you've been uh, listening to Jeff Croker, principal with FJMT Architects, and I'm Stephen Crafty. Thanks so much for listening. You've been listening to Talking Design at RMIT University. Thanks so much. <laughs>